1: And I hope everybody out there is doing well. Grant Napier with you here on Listen Up. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. We got the Final Four all set in college basketball. The Kings continue their road trip in Miami. You have got uh, a lot going on with baseball and spring training. The National Football League, just a quick headliner. John Lynch at the NFL meeting said that they have absolutely no plans to release Jimmy Garoppolo. They feel that this thing will play itself out, so Garoppolo is going to be on the 49ers for uh, at least until he can pass a physical, and by the start of training camp, in all likelihood, we'll see if teams out there need an NFL quarterback. All right, so you know the routine, you hit the hand icon, you raise your hand, uh, and we will get you right on, but those are a couple of the uh, headlines if you want to talk about. You know, the NCAA tournament has been great until you got to uh, the games on Sunday, uh, two blowouts. uh, But the stage is set, and obviously the headliner game uh, will be the rivalry. And, you know, Coach K uh, making it to the Final Four. You've got Duke and North Carolina, and then, of course, uh, Villanova and uh, Kansas. So if you want to talk about that, we can do so uh, right here on Listen Up. Again, I want to hear from you. Uh, Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Update you on the NBA uh, as we get down to the final couple of games of the regular season, uh, in the East, Atlanta is going to be in. It's the question of whether they're going to be uh, ninth or 10th. Brooklyn is going to be in. The question is, are they going to be 8th, ninth, or 10th? So your 10 teams uh, are set, uh, barring an absolute unforeseen collapse of uh, huge proportions. It's not going to happen. Uh, the team you got to really look at right now, are the Boston Celtics. They have won nine in a row. Uh, They have tied Miami now for the top spot in the East. Miami has really hit the skids. I mean, I don't know what is going on with the Miami Heat. They have lost four in a row, and they've got bad losses. You know, losing to teams that are uh, shorthanded, you know, losing to the Knicks. Boy, losing to Philly without Embiid and Harden, losing to the Warriors without Curry. And now, you know, look like Miami would be a number one city in the East. They could find themselves, all right, easily going all the way to five here if they're not careful. You have Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, all with 28 losses. All right, in the West, uh, Phoenix is your number one seed. Memphis is going to be your two seed. Then you have Golden State, Dallas, Utah, and Denver. It looks like Golden State has a good chance – of being three. Dallas currently is fourth. And then you have Utah and Denver, fifth and sixth, respectively. Then you look at seven through 10. All right. Minnesota is your seventh seed. The question is who is going to be nine and ten? Clippers are probably going to be eight. And then you have New Orleans and LA. And then San Antonio currently has 44 losses. And they are in 11th. One behind the Lakers. So you could see, you know, with LeBron's injury, you know, spraining his ankle in the first half against the Pelicans, you've got New Orleans, the Lakers with 43 losses, ninth and tenth. All right. Now, if you're looking at this from Sacramento's perspective, they've all of a sudden won two in a row. And it looks like that Orlando, Detroit, Houston and Oklahoma City will clearly be worse than Sacramento. All right? The question is, will the Kings finish also behind Indiana, which would put them with the sixth worst record, and will they finish worse than Portland, who's in a free-for-all, and the Kings could find themselves with the seventh worst record in the NBA. All right? So, we'll – We'll see, I'll tell you one thing about Sacramento, which is very interesting to me. And I said this last year. I'll say it again. Last year, the Kings did the same thing. Remember how well they played towards the end of the year? And they did it without De'Aaron Fox in the lineup. Davion Mitchell has stepped into the starting role and has played pretty well. The Kings right now at the end of one are trailing Miami 31-19. I mean, if you need a recipe for success in your Miami and you got to win a game, probably not a bad idea to have Sacramento come in. Although the Kings have been playing better uh, as of late. Mitchell in this first quarter had uh, five points and had three assists. All right. The Kings, without Sabonis, without Fox, have actually played pretty well. They've actually played uh, pretty well. Now I'm not sitting here saying Davion Mitchell is better than De'Aaron Fox. What I'm saying is that Mitchell is starting to show people that he belongs in the NBA. Maybe, maybe as a starter, but he is certainly this experience towards the end of the year is very, very valuable. This is these are really good minutes uh, for the young player. You know, as far as Fox, you know the guy does get hurt a lot. He still can't shoot. And he's going into his sixth year after this summer. It's got to be a concern. His free throw shooting is not good. His three point shooting is not good. And I, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure you're going to go very far with Deere and Fox as your starting point guard. As one basketball expert, and I mean big time expert, told me, he thinks in order for the Kings to really become a top-tier team, and by that he talks about top four in each conference, De'Aaron Fox would have to be your third best player. Have to be your third best player. And right now, that's not the case. You know, so Bonus is your best player on the team. And then Fox is your second best player. You You need to have Fox can't be one of your top two players if you're going to be that team. Now I know you're thinking Upper Echelon, screw that. Just make the playoffs, would you please? Just make the playoffs. All right. Denver is in Charlotte, fifty four fifty one near the half. Cleveland leads Orlando at the break sixty to fifty three. Atlanta's in Indiana. They lead 74-63 at the half. If that holds up at the the Kings would still be at the would be two games behind Indiana if both lose. Chicago's in New York, 28 24, Bulls at the end of one. The Red Hot Celts are in TO, leading Toronto 38 to 30. San Antonio at Houston, Golden State, Memphis, Oklahoma City, and Portland. The Kings have two games remaining after tonight. They're with the Houston Rockets, who are twenty and fifty five. Again, the Blazers are at home tonight against Oklahoma City. And again, Portland one less loss than Sacramento could be two going into tonight. But you know the Blazers—you think they've mailed it in or what? What an awful year they've had. And you know when you look at what they've done, they've—they've they've been terrible. I'm just going to read the losses here. This, this starting on February 24th. I'm not even going to mention the teams. Loss, 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 loss. Win, loss, 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 loss. Win, loss, loss, loss. They play Oklahoma City tonight. Talking about Portland. If Portland loses tonight, here then they're home against New Orleans. That will be a loss. At San Antonio for the first and the third. Two consecutive games losses. At Oklahoma City. Then at New Orleans lost At Dallas loss. Home against Utah. Portland may only have one win left on their schedule. So I could easily see Sacramento passing them in the standings. I could see that. I could see that for sure. You know, the Kings are clearly, clearly playing a win every game right now. There's no doubt. You know, why would Alvin Gentry coach it any differently? And, you know, listen, you know, you don't have Fox, you don't have Sabonis, so it's not like the Kings are going full strength. And they did the exact same thing last year. They said, damn this thing, can't win when you have to and can't lose when you want to. So after tonight, two games in Houston, home game against Golden State, home game against New Orleans, at the Clippers and at Phoenix. The Phoenix game will be absolutely meaningless. The Clippers game could be absolutely meaningless. So you don't know what those teams are going to do, but we'll see. You know, again, I one position in the draft can make a big difference. It can make a big difference. But to the Kings players, give them credit. The guys on the floor are trying to win every game. They are trying to win every game. I can't fault them for that. You know, I can't, you know, Davy and Mitch was going out. He didn't care about the draft. Good for him. Good for him. The reason why I said the Clippers game probably won't mean anything, they're in eighth. They got a four game cushion behind them. So they're not going to, they're going to be eighth. They're going to be eighth. The question is, who are they going to play in the play in tournament? Are they going to play New Orleans, the Lakers, or the Spurs? All right. That's what you look at. All right, hey, if you want to get in on the program, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will be happy to talk to you here on Listen App. All right, why don't we say hello to Nando. Nando, how are you today? What's going on,
4: Grant? Everything good. How about you?
1: I'm doing good, buddy. What's shaking?
4: Uh, Man, well, I'm watching the game right now with the Heat and the Kings, and I heard you talking about Davion, and I've I've been really impressed by his game, man. He's playing with this fiery attitude, like he wants these minutes, and I see him getting pissed at the coaches and everything. I kind of like the kid, man. I really do, and yep, just, I do too i I was wondering, I was wondering, do you think that Sacramento should have just probably try to move Fox in the off season and just build around Mitchell and Halliburton, or do you would you still think the Sabonis trade was you know was a good move?
1: Well, I love Sabonis. I mean, the guy is the real deal. I mean, he steps into the Kings locker room and he was the best player, you know, from day one. And you could see before uh, his injury, you know, how effective he can be. But he's a guy, because of his position, you know, you got to have some really, really good guards around him. I mean, look at Indiana. I still probably would have made that deal because I think anytime you can get a young, no ifs answer about all-star player, you get it. The issue is, you know, in two years, Sabonis will be a free agent. That gives Money McNair two years to entice Sabonis to stay. I, I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do, but I really like what I see from Mitchell. And the other thing, Nando, you know, he's only in his first year. He's only going to get better and better. Uh, he's got that moxie about him. And here's the other deal, Nando. He's, he gets on you. He, he knows what playing defense is all about. Fox's defense has been very disappointing. I think these final few weeks are going to tell a lot what direction the Kings are going to go in the off season as it relates to Mitchell. I mean, the guy is good. There's no doubt about it.
4: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm seeing him get after it against Kyle Lowry, um, against Cole Anthony, whoever it is. I mean, he's just stepping up to the challenge. I kind of like it. And you know, I'm he's a two way player. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Kings need. And I'll be lying to you if I say that Fox does it and I'm a big Fox fan, but I just think Sacramento should really, really, look to move him just round out the roster build around Mitchell and Sabonis or something.
1: The question is what is the market out there for De'Aaron Fox? And I say that because he's a max player. You know, he signed a five-year $163 million deal. And this is, you know, the year that you know he's making the less or the, the least amount of money they're just going to make in the next four. And again, you're talking about a league, Nando, where it is a shooting league, particularly from the perimeter. And you still have a player that is wildly inconsistent from three and he's not a good free throw shooter. In this day and age, are you going to trade for a guy who's making, you know, that kind of coin? That that's that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen.
4: And he, he had a couple of stretches there where it looked like the value was gonna go up, but then he gets hurt again. And I mean, we talked yep. about it before. Fox used to it it felt like Fox would always play when he's hurt before, early in his career. Now Correct. his injuries just keep you know lead, leading him in the bench for so long i'm like man i don't know what the deal is
1: i would concern me first of all the way he plays flying through the air and you know it's more susceptible to ankle injuries and things of that nature this is a hand injury so it has nothing to do with that my biggest concern with fox in addition to his uh, he, he is getting too many injuries is again that three-point shooting this year nando he shot less than thirty percent from three. And as a point guard, that's not good. No. Nope. He 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 shot seventy-five percent from the line this year. His career average is seventy-two and a half percent. You know, he's he should be, Nando, he's a he should be at, at least eighty percent free throw shooter. At I, least eighty percent.
4: I agree. I agree. And this is nothing new. This is this has been
1: a problem of his since he's
4: gone to the league. And you would look, you would yep. hope he would improve it. And, 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 you know, especially getting paid the max money, you got to you gotta help yourself. You remember when, in, in the beginning of his career, he was always saying, you know, he never got respect from the officials to get on the line. Now he gets to the line and he can't even shoot over 80%. Nope. It's a shame. Nope. It, it really is.
1: And the other issue is he's only playing in 59 games this year. You know, you, you got to be playing at least 70 games. Now, in all fairness, you know, we talk about Mitchell. He is not a good shooter either, which you know but but again now we're going to see what he does in a starting role but his numbers this year 41% floor 32% three and only a 61% free throw shooter so you know but but in all fairness to the kid in his last 10 games his field goal percentage is actually very good 47% 36% from three but his free throw percentage's got to get better it's only at 68% the last 10 games
4: yeah yeah for sure. for sure. And he, he has room to improve, no doubt. but for Fox, I mean th- this the way we're critiquing him, that's just that's yeah. what happens when you get paid that much money. that's when you have to critique players like this. So I think it's it's all
1: fair. So Nando, I have a question for you. You're going to get those season tickets for the Dolphins and commute from you know <laughs> New Jersey and New York down to Miami to see Tyreek Hill and Waddle and everyone else, dude or you, got, you are, how excited are you? Listen.
4: All right. I am really excited. I'm tempted to get season tickets, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not. Listen, there's always we have bad luck, so um I'm I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared to be excited, Grant, but I I mean, I really am happy that we have at least a superstar player. It's a lot of money, I'll tell you that, but it is pressure, pressure's on to man. It's all on him. <laughs>
1: It is all on him, and it's not only a lot of money. You gave up your future and draft, so you know this is uh, this better pan out for them. This is rolling the dice. I like the fact when teams roll the dice. Listen, the guy is an explosive, uh, incredible, incredible player. But now all of a sudden, all right, you look at what you have with a young, talented wide receiver who they drafted last year uh, in Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. Right? You now have an offensive tackle in Armstead who is a Stud left tackle, right? You gotta, you you have an offense that looks like, okay, wow. You got Edmonds in the backfield. You have everything is set. Now all of a sudden, can Tua make that next step up? You're right. This is going to be a huge year for Tua. No ifs, no no doubt about it.
4: Yeah, it really is. I'm excited though. I really am. I love the moves that we've been making. The, I love the coaching move as well. I mean, everything I read about yep. him, about McDaniel seems like he's a really good guy. I mean, offensive-minded first. That's exactly what this te- this team has lacked. And if the defense could just play just the way they've been playing, I think it just all falls on Tua, honestly. But I mean, you you know Mike McDaniel. I mean, I know you know 49 yep. football. Yeah. Can you tell me something that I should be excited about with him? Because I don't know too much, but he's
1: uh, <laughs> he his his offensive mind is pretty amazing, particularly in the running game and and other aspects. Uh, he's a bright, bright, bright football man. I've heard great things about him that's about all i can tell you I'd be, I'd be lying to you if i told you i was an expert on him i've just I, I keep on hearing really really good things about him now that doesn't necessarily mean it translates into being a good head coach there are a lot of great football minds that have been head coaches that have not you know done well because you know being a head coach in the nfl uh, <laughs> they're, they're, it's not just how knowledgeable you are it's about a lot of other uh, factors so time will tell we'll see you know the me their biggest issue when i say this they're in the same division as Buffalo. And, you know, we saw Buffalo really be disappointing until towards the end of the year and they caught fire. And, you know, you look at what they did in the championship game against Kansas City. I just think Buffalo is so primed and so ready to take that next step. And that next step is the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean you can't win the division, nor does it mean you can't be a wild card. But you look at Buffalo being in your division, that's going to be a very tall mountain to overcome for the miami dolphins
4: yeah very and it's, they've been kicking our ass for years and years so yeah that yep. actually until we can beat them then I'll, I'll get my hopes a little bit more excited i think that's fair enough man
1: yep <laughs> but, great uh, hearing from you nando anything like, else buddy
4: uh like, well actually i wanted to i know it's a big uh month for you next month for your uh for your giants so uh are you going you going uh offensive line
1: I'm taking the best offensive lineman with my first pick, and I'm taking my best edge rusher with my second pick. Whoever that is on the board, that's who I'm taking. I'm going best O-line, first pick, best edge rusher, second pick.
4: Love it. Love it.
1: Nice now, talking to you, Grant. a if, if hey, Nando, if yeah. it's reversed, if I'm convinced that the offensive lineman I want is going to be there two picks later, then I'm taking my best edge rush, edge rusher first. But the reality is those are my two biggest needs if I'm a Giants uh, you know, front office exec, and that's what I'm doing.
4: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Love it. Love it, Grant. Nice talking to you, man.
1: You too, man. Good hearing from you. Be well.
4: All
1: right. Good, good hearing from Nando. Nando's got a podcast, by the way. You should check it out. It's really good. Uh, he's all Miami, Miami this, Miami that. Lives in the New York area. I'm like, dude, what's going on? What's going on with South Florida? But that's okay, you know, that's okay. Uh, by the way, that score now is uh, 42-34, uh, Miami over uh Sacramento. All right, raise your hand, hit your hand icon if you want to get in on the program today. Talk about whatever you want. Everyone's talking about the Academy Awards, but what am I going to say on that, right? I mean, what am I going to add there? All right. We get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen Up with E-Train. Hello, E-Train. How are you?
5: Yeah, hey, Grant. Uh, I saw a a quote from Frank Vogel that said that uh, LeBron should be MVP despite the Lakers record. And I just don't see that. I think there's a lot of other players in the league that are, you know, having better seasons than LeBron. And I'm just curious what your take was.
1: He's not going to be anywhere near the MVP award this year. I mean, that's Frank Vogel who's supporting a teammate, uh, you know, whatever, but yeah, that's, that's, he's <laughs> LeBron James, not going to be the MVP of the league this year. That's for sure. Not happening. Who
5: would, who would be your, you know, top three, four MVP candidates?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I think Nikola Jokic, again, is having an unbelievable year. I, I'm going to ask you a question before I answer this. How much do you put into a team's record when you talk about MVP? In other words, how much weight do you put on that? Do you think that is really, really important? Do you think like, the, you have to be one of the top two or three teams in the league?
5: I think you need to at least be a playoff contender. If if you're clearly outside the playoffs, it's I think it's doubtful yeah. you're performing at a level to be MVP.
1: I totally agree. You and I are on the same page, but uh, I think Nikola Jokic, you know, again, they're 44 and 31. I mean, has the, and I listen, and then you talk about Philadelphia in the year that Joel Embiid is having, you know, to me, those are the two guys that come right out uh, that I look at and say, okay, I got to look at these two guys, both bigs, by the way, which is very interesting with the way the NBA game uh, is played uh, in this day and age. And I'll tell you, you could take a look at what Memphis has done. I can't go with Morant for this reason. The Memphis Grizzlies this year in the games that Morant has missed are something like 12 and two or 13 and two. And I'm not saying that Morant is not having an MVP type year he is, but the fact is, Think how well his team has played in the games that he has missed. Who are your top three?
5: Yeah, I was thinking about Morant, uh, Embiid, and and Jokic as well.
1: Yeah, so I think that's – I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic wins it again. I wouldn't be surprised if Embiid. I think one of those two guys. Speaking of Golden State and Memphis, and uh, they're playing right now uh, in Memphis, the uh, other scores, Miami leads Sacramento by 10. Uh, Atlanta is on top of Indiana. Seventy-seven to seventy, some of the important scores, but I, I think Jokic just might be the guy. I think what the year he's having is pretty remarkable, and and Embiid uh, too. I don't want to sell Embiid short. I think both those guys.
5: Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Grant.
1: E train, take care. So long. Bye bye. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, I've always tried to talk about this on my podcast and on my rants, right? We always talk about this. Is there, is there a better illustration of what's wrong with our country than what happened at the Academy Awards last night and the reaction after what happened? I was told, not me, Grant Napier was told, but I'm speaking in generalities. I was basically told by people on Twitter with blue check marks that because I'm a white, Male, I don't have an opinion on what I saw last night. That's the, if if there's a better illustration of what is wrong in the United States of America than what happened last night at the Academy Awards and the ensuing reaction. Please give me a better example than that. Seriously, from the Stephen A. Smiths of the world right on down the list, people of color are telling me. That my opinion is not valid because the altercation was between two black men. Really? So because the two individuals that were in the altercation last night are black, I don't have an opinion that I don't understand. Like, my opinion doesn't mean anything. Like, who makes these rules? Seriously. You know, Stephen A. Smith, in two seconds, the first thing he does is jump to the race card. And then others on social media, letting it be known that if you're white, we don't want to hear your opinion. Why not? What did race have to do with last night? Just so happened that it was a black man and a black man. That means I can't have an opinion on it? Seriously, you would have thought that people making opinions that were white were like creating a major crime or something. What is wrong with people? Seriously. What is wrong with this world? So that's the only thing I'm going to say on it. Seriously. That's what I have to say about what I saw last night. I wasn't watching it live. I saw everything, obviously, on social media. I don't really. I, I used to watch. I used to like watching the Academy Awards. Now, I, I, I not as much. Seriously, though. What is wrong with our society? What is wrong with our society where I cannot make a comment because I'm white? That's what I've been told by many on social media. And it wasn't directed at me. It was directed to anyone that's white. I don't understand that. Do you? Un- I mean, help me out here. Do you understand that? What kind of country are we living in? All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon and we will do it. All right. Very simple. All right. We've had a couple of really good calls today. And anything else you want to talk about, we will do so. All right. I'm still looking at more social media messages from last night or tweets, not messages. but. Man. Incredible. Just the, the you know the fact that uh, social media is is such a detriment to this society that we live in. And yes, I'm on social media to promote my work. All right? Yes, I am. I am using social media mostly for that reason. But when you look at social media, and I'm even talking about the people with blue check marks, all right? The stuff that I've been reading is beyond comprehension to me. Seriously. And then you get into the argument, can a comedian make a joke? about someone who's got an ailment and where do you draw the line? I'm not not even gonna get into that. That's not what I do, all right? That's not what I do. I'm not gonna break down what comedians can and cannot do anymore because you would drive yourself freaking crazy. I have no idea. What I do know is that in 2022, I have to be instructed by people with blue check marks on Twitter what I can and cannot say and when it is not appropriate for me to speak. So I watch what happened last night. It's all over social media. Everyone is talking about it, but now because I'm white, I can't talk about it. Okay, I got you. Sure. Makes sense, huh? I saw one tweet with a blue check mark from Jared Hill for white people from a friend. This is a great example of a time where we should try and give white people the heads up. Hey, hey, stay out of the Will Chris thing. Will got this. Your opinions and comments regarding this matter will not be necessary. And why is that? Why is that? Why is my opinion not valid? Why? Really? That is an example of how messed up our society is. Right there. Right there. All right, let's get back to sports. How's that sound? I just wanted to give you my two cents on how screwed up things are. And that to me is the best illustration of why. Things are so screwed up. Uh, Kings are down 49-37. Final couple of minutes in the half. Atlanta is on top of Indiana. 87-77 with 645 left in the third. Uh, Denver is playing Charlotte. It is 72-71. Denver leading that. They are now halfway through the third quarter. Isaiah Thomas, nine points. Good to see him getting a deal for the rest of the year. Really is. Really good to see that happening. Very happy for him. All right, let's move to uh, some other phone calls.
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Right here on Listen Up. And we're going to check in with Jerry. Jerry, how are you today? Good afternoon. Um,
0: hey, Grant. How are you today? Good. Uh Sacramento. It's uh, rainy cats and dogs over here. Bad. Um,
1: well, but, good for you. You need it.
0: Right. Uh there a reason why I'm... I'm calling you as, uh, you know, listen, uh, watching the game today, um, hearing Jerry Reynolds, you know, it brings back memories that when you, that when you were the voice, it's just very sad, Grant.
1: Uh, I didn't even realize Jerry's doing the game today.
0: Uh, yes, he's been on with Mark Jones for the past couple games.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, it's news to me. I, 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 I don't watch the Kings feed, so I had no idea.
0: Well, Grant, you know, just say that we missed you back here, bud. So you know,
1: Thank you, we'll man. Show, Appreciate Grant. it. Yep, take care. Bye-bye. All right, again, if you want to get in on uh the program, just hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. 57-39, now 57-41 uh, Miami. They are obviously trying <laughs> with all of their power to uh, break their four-game losing streak and certainly cannot... You know, they, 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 this is a, a team you probably don't want to be playing right now in Miami with a four-game losing streak.
0: Al, how are you? I'm good, Nate. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I'm just tuned in. I caught the, 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 just some of your comments, but somebody went on social media and called up white people saying you can't comment to what happened last night at, the, at that stupid awards show that I never watch.
1: A lot of people, not just some people, a lot of people with, uh, you know, verified Twitter accounts were basically telling white people to stay out of this one and stay on the sidelines and that, uh, you know, don't bother with your comments.
0: You know, but 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 then again, the other side, when the next thing they say is let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. I'm ready to well,
1: talk. Yeah, I'm just telling you what I read on social media yeah. uh, from a lot of people uh, making what happened last night purely into race. Yeah, I don't understand that just because, you know, two black men got into it. I, why does everything always have to be about race? It's just oh, I, yeah. I don't understand it.
0: I, I gave up trying to understand it a long time ago. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I was thinking about this. I really wish, I don't know, you know how you spoke to Bill Maher spoke to your plot, your, your situation, yes. he, he yes. addressed the situation twice. In fact, I went back and looked at, looked at his comments. Yep. I really wish, you know, that you could go on Bill Maher.
1: And his, well, his I life. mean, I can go on any, I can go on anywhere if I'm asked, you know, if I get asked to go on a particular show, I can do it. So, I, you know, I, I obviously I've not been asked.
0: I, I wished somehow maybe your attorneys or someone, because you know what, Nate, the, your case it could be groundbreaking and it's just flying under the radar and, and you know we need to have your case people who are getting canceled and all this nonsense all this hypocrisy and and double standards if anything i really i know you'd go on can someone in your in, get let's get more attention to your case well
1: you know, my case will get attention uh, as it, uh, it it's still in its infancy. Uh, so I believe my case will get, you know, a lot more attention as it gets going. So, you know, the judicial system is backed up right now uh, because of the pandemic. So, you know, we'll see. Time Everything has its place and a time for everything. It it will happen. I'm not worried about it. Um, a lot of we'll people cross are that lying. bridge when I, we get to it.
0: A lot of people that have been canceled and, and, and are really... You know, relying on—I mean, I'm praying. I'm, I wish, really, just, I wish I could see you. Maybe as it gets closer, you—you you on Bill Maher? Oh my, that would be a dream come true for me because you could really—you spoke from the heart. You've been passionate about that in local interviews. Hey, I—and I, Bill Mars agrees. And you know what? I—that's my personal wish—is somehow you get out there and get some exposure so we can get this goddamn bullshit really yep. out there for the people who have been like yourself, who've just been lost your, your you know, that's that's what
1: I want. Well, we'll see. Um, that's why I filed the lawsuit. Uh, that's why I've gone in this uh, direction. And I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. We'll just see. We'll see what happens. That's for sure. But I'm confident in our case. Uh, I think that what I am trying to uh, accomplish in this case is being met with great support by people like yourself and many, many others that I have reached out to me, many of whom that I don't know, wishing me well, saying that what happened to me is a travesty and they want me to prevail. So we'll see, Al. We'll see what happens in the future.
0: All right, buddy. Well, anyway, I'm, I I just, that was my thought process. So I'm just tired of like, and, and whatever the blue check mark is, I, I don't know what that means. But you know, well,
1: what that means, all that means is there are there are millions of people that have Twitter accounts and all the blue check mark means is that Twitter has verified that individual that they are who they say they are instead of an imposter. There are a lot of people that have fake Twitter accounts that try to Uh, make believe that there's somebody else, like there was somebody that had a fake Twitter account on me, uh, but more famous people. uh, There are people that try to have fake president accounts on the president. And if it doesn't have a blue check mark, that means it's not verified. And in all likelihood, would mean that that individual is not who they say they are. If the check mark is blue next to the Twitter name, then that means that they've been verified. And that person is who they say that they are. That's why you have a blue check mark. It's just a way to have checks and balances to make sure that the person that you think you're following or getting information from is that person. That's all it is.
0: Okay. And, you know, I just want to say one real quick. And I'll let you go. You know, I work for the retirement system of the state of California, and, and I'm required to take diversity classes, you know, to be trained. And I'm required to. I had to attend a sem, uh, a class on biases. And, and, uh, and you know, I'm telling people, you know what, hey, I'm, I'm a 64-year-old Irishman, man. Um, if I got biases, they ain't, they ain't unconscious. Anybody who knows me, works, friends, what have you, my biases are very not. Un, my biases, if I have any, I don't feel I do. Are are very much. You'll know. You know what I'm about. You know. It's just as people know yeah. what you're. Yeah, yeah,
1: are
0: yeah. Yep. So it just yep. kills me, man. I just, I'm just. But anyway, I'll let you go, man. Thanks All for right. listening to me.
1: Yep. Have a good Take night. Take care, Al. Yeah. You too. Bye bye now. All right, if you want to get in on the program, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. What Al is saying is he wears his emotions on a sleeve, and you'll know exactly what he thinks on certain things. He doesn't remain quiet, which is good, which is really good. Uh, Toronto has gone ahead of Boston at the half. It is 59 to 59-58, and the Knicks have now taken the lead on Chicago at the half, 53-50. Uh, to 50. San Antonio is in Houston. That game is underway just starting second quarter. It is 42-31 in favor of San Antonio. All right, if you want to uh, chime in, anything else going on on today's show, we can do it. Uh, again, the NFL meetings down in Palm Beach. The the Peter King wrote about this in his Monday morning column that look for the instant replay rule to be amended somewhat, where each team would get a possession, even if the first team scores a touchdown. And he said he didn't know if that would be for the regular season, but certainly he thinks that will happen for the playoffs. All right, we got more people that want to get in on Listen app today. When I put you up on the stage, hit that microphone symbol, and uh, we will do it. Isaac, you're on with Grant Napier. Hello, Isaac. How you doing today?
3: Hey, it's good. Uh just uh, you know, it's raining today in SAC, but uh, it's starting to cool down over here, but uh fine through this traffic. Don't worry, I got the I got the Bluetooth on. But anyways, uh yeah, so um you've seen the contracts that they gave to uh Devontae Adams, that huge contract that the Raiders yep. gave as well as what time out with Miami. So doesn't that give cause I'm a Niners fan, doesn't that give more pressure on the Niners to now Debo has that leverage to see, oh he got paid there, he got paid there. What are you going to give me, 49ers? Do you think the Niners yes. are going to have to from a big contract as well?
1: Yes, it does put him in the driver's seat. Absolutely. No question about that. Yes, absolutely.
3: Yeah, so so what do you think of the whole Jimmy situation and then uh, Trey Lance? Uh, what, what does that leave the Niners in the situation with the salary cap going on?
1: Well, John Lynch came out and spoke about that today and said – You know, he does not foresee the 49ers releasing Jimmy Garoppolo. He said, quote, he's too good a player. I think Jimmy will be playing for us or will be playing for someone else. He's too good of a player not to be. And then he did. John Lynch did talk uh, about the salary cap and said that right now it's not an issue for the 49ers. So, uh, you know, time will tell what's going to happen. John Lynch went on and said, we value strength at that position to be completely forthright When you make a trade of that magnitude for Lance, most of our options did not include Jimmy on our books, on our team, but you always have to adapt. And a series of events happened that it didn't work out, but that's not a bad thing though. We feel positive and we will make it work. All right. And then he went on and talked about how the free agency has changed. Quote, our plan was our plan, and we were able to do everything we intended to do in free agency. We knew we wanted to fill that cornerback role and a number of other deals that we could piece together, and that was our plan, whether we had Jimmy or not. All right?
3: Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, you know, the NFC West, I wouldn't say it's a throw in the air or with that division, but you still have the, yep. the Rams. I know they did lose... Um, von miller and a couple of pieces there but you know you're still looking at them being the favorites to come out the a- nfc west uh but yeah i mean it's just it's just complicated because john lynch or i don't know if it, if it was um if it was ian uh i forgot his name that he,
1: he was, ian Rappaport.
3: He, he was, right was saying that john lynch had a deal on the table a month a month ago saying that yeah we have two two second rounders for jimmy but they waited on i don't i you know <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of Niner reporters saying, you know, if he did have that deal on the table, you know, uh, he should have just went with the cards and went with it as well. But now they're in a the predicament with with Jimmy now still being on the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, yeah, I, I do like Jimmy. I mean, I, I like what he's done so far for us uh, during the time that he has. But, you know, um, it, when you roll on the table and you trade up for uh, to the number three pick to get a Trey Lance, you know, it, it's it's time for him to, you know, step in. But other than that, uh, I also have a Kings question. What, what what have you been thinking about Davion Mitchell in his recent play?
1: You know, I like him. Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, I think that these final, you know, two or three weeks of the season with him getting these extra minutes as the starting point guard is invaluable to him. And it's really going to give the team uh, a really good resume, a really good barometer to move forward in the offseason of what they want to do with the roster. So to me, it's a plus plus. I, I really have. I think the guy's really, really been good. Um, I, whether he starts next year or whether he comes off the bench, I mean, the guy has proven that he can play in the league, and that's very important. Now, offensively, he's had some really good games as of late. The one thing that concerns me is his shooting, uh, particularly his free throw shooting, which is at sixty-one percent. That that's got to be up, you know, a minimum of seventy-five percent. So that that's an area that he ha- he just has to get better at.
3: Right. Yeah. And I love his defensive effort on on that end too. Yeah. But- Yeah, okay, Grant. Yeah, that's all I wanted today, man. It was good
1: talking to you. Good talking to you, Isaac. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye. Drive safe. Yep. All right, good stuff from Isaac. If you want to get in on the show, very easy to do. Glad that uh, the weather is the way it is in Sacramento, so uh, drive carefully for those of you that are in your car like Isaac and listening to me, but can't complain about the weather. You know, got to have it. Got to have it. All right, Um Something else you have to have, right? You have to have guards in the NBA that can shoot, right? It's what you have to have. You got to be able to make shots. Got to be able to make free throws. And if you're a point guard in the NBA, you got to be shooting 80%. Can't be shooting in the low 70s. Can't be shooting in the low 60s. (laughs) All right? Can't do it. Can't do it. Somebody was asking me this yesterday. We got a conversation about my dark horses in each conference. And I still think Brooklyn, I mean, if Brooklyn is able to put it together, and that's if, and there's been very up and down, but that would be a team that I would not want to play, assuming that they make it into the top eight after the play-in tournament. Uh, That's not a team I would be licking my chops to play. I, I just wouldn't. I would not at all. I don't really have a dark horse in the West. I said a couple of weeks ago it was Memphis, but I I'm, you can't have a number two seed in a conference be a dark horse. So the other would be Golden State if if they're all healthy when the playoffs begin. That would be similar to Brooklyn. All right, you you would not really want to play. A healthy Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, you know, Wiggins. That would not be the easiest tour in the world, right? That would not be the easiest thing in the world. That would be daunting. For a first round? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, again, the story on the 49ers, someone just sent me a message, Is Fluent. They're going to wait until Garoppolo gets in the camp. And you and I both know that there's going to be a quarterback early in the year that gets hurt. Just the way it is. And at that point, maybe the 49ers phone rings and maybe they get more than a pair of twos if that is accurate or not. All right. I mean, there you have it. Andy Reid, again at the meetings today, said that the Tyreek Hill deal was due to salary cap issues and that there was absolutely no rift between Hill and himself. Quote, I thought he deserved an opportunity if that's where he wanted to go. He's a family man that has a few kids and he's got to be able to support them now and down the road. What a bunch of bullshit that is. And this gives him an opportunity to do that. You know, stop it with the nonsense. Would you please, Andy? I have all the respect in the world for you. You got to be able to support them now and down the road? Really? Tyree Hill could never step on the field again, okay, after this past season. And I think his family is going to be just fine. Now, what, what, what is the deal with that? Has to be able to support them now and down the road. And this gives him an opportunity to do that. Really? Are, are we really having this conversation or what? Seriously. What's wrong with these coaches and general managers and got to be able to support your family? Remember when Latrell Sprewell turned down a a huge deal and made that comment? You can't be serious, right? Could you imagine? Seriously. Forget about... Multiple, multiple years. All right. Hey, Andy, let me explain something to you because I know you're making millions and millions and millions of dollars yourself. Okay. Tyreek Hill. Okay. In just one year, take any year, all of us, 99%. 0.9 would take any year of a salary, and that's all we would need for our kids for now and in the future. That's it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Why why are you making a comment like that? Why? It's just so, so out of place. Come on, Andy. You're better than that. Unbelievable. Seriously. Unfreaking believable. Yeah, I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be fine. By the way, last year, last year, not this year, Tyreek Hill's total salary was $15 million 600000 Raise your hand, please, if you would take that for your career earnings and just be fine with your kids for now and into the future. A lot of hands are up. A lot of hands are up. Let's just say you don't want that salary and you, you don't need that much. Well, in 2019, 6500000 $30,000 figure you got to chip that down to 4 million. Got to give two and a half of that to the government. You got $4 million. Let me ask you a question. You're going to take $4 million. Let's say you make a six figure salary. Let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, Right. You know how long it would take to make $4 million? I think you know. What are you going to be taking? Huh? What are you going to choose? 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 You're going to work for 40 years? At $100,000 a year? Or do you want to just work one year, take your $4 million and support your kids and your family for not only now, but in the future? I hope you can do that on $4 million in your career. Good luck. I know it's going to be hard, but I got confidence that you can do it. I think you can do it. I really do. I really do. And I really hope that Tyreek's family is going to be okay now. I really do. I really hope that as Andy said, he's a family man that has a few kids and he's got to be able to support them now and down the road. And this gives him an opportunity to do that. Yeah, because he didn't have an opportunity only making 15 million a year to support them now and down the road. So I'm with you Andy. Let's all take a moment to pray for Tyreek Hill and his family. Let's just hope that they're going to be okay. Let's hope so. And if not, maybe we can start a GoFundMe account, right? You know, if we find out that Tyreek's family is struggling a little bit, maybe we can help him out a little bit. It's just amazing. I don't know what the hell goes through people's minds when they make comments like that. I really don't. But boy, I'm I'm so happy that Tyreek signed a new deal so he can take care of his family now. Thank goodness. God, I just don't know how a guy could support your family making 15 million a year. God, it's a good thing he's got a new deal. Thankfully, Miami gave him that kind of money. Seriously. You know, it's expensive now in South Florida too. You know, the real estate prices are going through the roof. Everyone's moving there. I mean, it's skyrocketing. And now Tyreek, fortunately, fortunately we'll be able to make sure that his family is okay not only for now but in the future because you know when you're only making, you know, 25-30 million a year buying a house in a hot market like South Florida that's that can be a problem you know when you sign a 4-year 120 million dollar deal let me tell you something with the house when you go to a hot market you think you can just go and you know buy any house that you want on a uh, 100 million four-year deal? No, you know, maybe not. Maybe not in Miami. Maybe not in Miami. Maybe not in Miami. I mean, you know, you got to have a yacht. You know, if you're going to have one of those houses on the water, you want to be hip. You want to be South Florida hip, South Miami hip. Oh, no. You want to live on Star Island? No, you can't just live on Star Island. You have to live on Star Island. You got to have a beauty in front of you. That's exactly right. You got to have a beautiful yacht. I mean, good Lord. I mean, you know, you, you got to make sure the kids are okay. You got to have a yacht. Can't can't just live on an island without a yacht. So Andy's right. You know, take care of your family now and in the future. Good for Tyreek Hill. Good for him with his four-year, $120 million deal. With the Lucky
0: Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Just can't make this stuff up. You really can't. Can't make it up. By the way, uh, if you're counting at home, his deal this year will pay him twenty-six million dollars. Twenty-six million. Twenty-six million. Hot market down there. Watch out. No state taxes, though, so you got to keep that in mind. Think about how much extra money he's making with this paycheck not having any state taxes. All right, let's update you on a couple of things going on, if you want to know, in the NBA. And if you want to talk about the uh, Final Four coming up this weekend, uh, we can do so as well. All right, Miami, 64-45 now over Sacramento in the third Denver is leading Charlotte ninety-three to eighty-four. The uh, Knicks and the Bulls just underway in the second half, and the Knicks lead the Bulls by five fifty-five to fifty. Boston now on top of Toronto, sixty-two to fifty-nine. Again, that Warriors game. Uh, they are in. Memphis Golden State is playing, and the score of that contest right now is thirty-four, or excuse me, thirty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, Memphis is on top of Golden State. A little bit later, the Thunder and the Blazers. The other score, uh, with five minutes left in the half, the Spurs lead the Rockets fifty-four. To forty-five. All right, anything else you want to get in before we adjourn for the day? Let me know. Hit your hand icon and we will do it. If you want to talk about what's going on in the NBA, you want to talk about the NFL news with Jimmy Garoppolo and what John Lynch said today, or if you want to uh, talk about the NBA with some of the scores. Atlanta, by the way, is now up on Indiana by 13 with nine minutes left in the fourth. The uh, Pacers entered play with two more losses than Sacramento, and right now it looks like both the Kings and the Pacers would lose, so that would remain uh, at two games. Uh, Also, the Pacers have, you know, they're they're not going to win many games the rest of the year. Miles Turner is out for the rest of the season, so you got to figure that, you know, Indiana and the Kings are probably going to end up where they are now fifth and sixth, respectively. The question is, you know, what's going to happen with the Portland Trailblazers? They may not win another game this year. And if that's the case, Sacramento would probably finish with the seventh worst overall record uh, in the NBA. Can you move into the top picks? Yeah, you can. But it's a little bit easier when you're five than when you're seven. But, you know, again, I give the Kings credit. They're trying to go out and play hard every game. You know, two good wins on the road trip to start it off. So good for them. You know, at least they're competing. You know, they did so against Indiana. Uh, they had the overtime win against Orlando. And as I said, Alvin Jernsher don't give a damn about next year. He's not going to be the coach next year in all likelihood. What does he care about the draft? Right? He doesn't care about the draft. Players on the floor don't care about the draft. Doesn't matter to them. It's an absolute non-issue for the players in the NBA as it relates to their team's respective draft picks. In my 32 years of covering the NBA, I really mean this. I don't ever recall overhearing a conversation with an NBA player about the team's draft. I don't ever recall that. I mean, it's funny. I don't ever recall that. I really don't. I don't remember hearing players talk about their team's draft picks. Not once. Not on the bus, not on the plane, not at a restaurant, not in the locker room. It's not discussed. You know, they might discuss watching players in college basketball, but they don't sit there and go, gee, I wonder where he's going to go in the draft. It's not even discussed. Really, it's just not. I I know that that might be difficult for some to believe, but not what never. Ever heard players talk about that. Not once. Bad teams or good teams. You know, bad teams that know they're going to be in the lottery and are going to have a high pick, players don't sit around in the locker room going, gee, I wonder who's going to be available at number two or three. They don't care. You know, the last thing they want is someone coming and taking their job anyway. Atlanta has opened up a 15-point lead on uh, Indiana now, so it does indeed look like the Pacers are going to have another loss. And Miami is leading Sacramento with five and a half left in the third. Uh, the score there is 75 to 58. All right. So those are some of your uh, up to date scores. Back tomorrow. Hope that you have yourself a fabulous evening. Be careful out there in the rain if that's where you are listening to in Northern California. Appreciate your support right here on Listen App. And I'll be coming at you every day this week, except for Friday. I've got a a travel conflict on Friday, so I will not be able. I don't think I'm going to double check. But as of right now, don't think we'll be able to have a show on Friday. If I can work it out, trust me, I will do it. All right. Make it a good one, folks. Really appreciate you being here on Listen App. So long.